horrible madness of war. We need to stop bombing people's homes. It's not anti-European. Stop sending arms into conflict zones. It's common sense. Millions of Europeans struggle to feed their families and heat their homes. All wars are evil and all victims deserve support. And until we get on that page, we have no credibility whatsoever. When he is going to wake up and start living in the real world? Thank you. Okay, so we're here in the European Parliament in Brussels on Wednesday, October the 11th, a couple of days after the unfolding of the escalation of the conflict in Gaza, the Hamas attack and incursion into Israel and the subsequent onslaught by the Israeli state on whole swathes of um, civilians in Gaza. So it's very hard to do any work, to think of anything while the wholesale levelling of communities is being unleashed across Gaza. We're just looking on in horror. We thought we'd have a little bit of a chat out loud about what's going on, about the EU's response um, as we monitor events in the days ahead. And I suppose as things have developed We've we're we're in Brussels and um, it's it's really disappointing um, the approach that the European Union has taken. It is they are making it so clear that they are really only uh, mourning one side. Um, they have given a carte blanche to Israel to almost do as they please in Gaza. And I think everybody knows that when the dust settles, there's going to be an awful lot more Palestinians dead than Israelis. Every death is terrible. War is always horrific and stupid. And it's terrible that it's got to this and that this problem hasn't been addressed long before now. But we are at this moment in time at a place where the European Union is complicit in the Israeli reply, their response. Netanyahu and the Israeli Defence Minister have made it very clear and said openly that they will engage in collective punishment against the citizens of Gaza. They are carpet bombing the place they don't know where Hamas are, because if they did, Hamas wouldn't have been allowed to attack in the first place. The, every citizen in Gaza, and there's over 2 million of them, it's an open-air prison for the last 16 years. But every citizen is a possible target for the Israeli attack, and um, it just doesn't bear thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very difficult conversation because everybody is just looking on in horror. I think we have to step back a bit, though, and say that what happened at the weekend was actually inevitable. And even Haaretz, the oldest running newspaper in Israel, has made the point very, very clearly that if you cage two million people and treat them the way in which the Israeli state has treated Palestinians, and particularly in Gaza, with the siege of Gaza for 16 years, it's absolutely inevitable that there would be a backlash the way in which it has uh, occurred. 
what I suppose surprised the international community was the scale of the sophistication of the attack, how they managed to pull it off and carry out so many casualties, take Israeli hostages. The scale of the Hamas assault was really beyond anything that they had done before, but it is a mark of the desperation. And while the international community responded by saying Israel has a right to defend itself and any country has a right to defend itself from external attack, but the truth is that Gaza isn't an external attack. It's a prison camp that the Israeli state had locked people in and the people broke out of their prison captivity. That's essentially what happened. Um, and the response by the Israelis to that is immense. But I think what we want to look at is the European Union's response. And over the weekend, first of all, Ursula von der Leyen, who has a history of denying the truth about Palestine. She has basically said that uh, Israel made the desert bloom, implying that nobody lived there before the Israelis settled there. That is not true. There was a long history of Palestinians living in that who were driven off their homes by Israel 75 years ago. They are in the occupied territories. They've been treated shamefully. They have the right to have their rights for self-determination uh, upheld. Uh, you mentioned, Claire, about the Herat's newspaper, the Israeli newspaper, and they didn't mince, mix their words when they actually said that the disaster that befell Israel on Saturday is the responsibility of Netanyahu, the Prime Minister. They said, while he has prided himself on his vast political experience and irreplaceable wisdom in security matters, he completely failed to identify the dangers he was consciously leading Israel into when establishing a government of annexation and dispossession while embracing a foreign policy that openly ignored the existence and rights of Palestinians. And sadly, in for the last four years in our time here in the Parliament, we have seen the European Parliament ignore the plight of the Palestinians Repeatedly, Israel has attacked this open-air prison in Gaza whenever it feels like it. We didn't condemn it. We didn't hoist the Palestinian flag uh, in memory of, of people that were, were killed in the attack. Uh, but now that Israel has been attacked, we have the Israeli flag flying at on, on a number of parliament buildings and commission buildings in Brussels. It is so blatant that we don't value the lives of Palestinians as being as of equal to those of Israelis. Yeah, I mean, at best, this is a catastrophic miscalculation on behalf of the European Union, which seriously undermines its ability to act in any way in bringing about a peaceful resolution of this. Um, what is underway in Gaza, if the Russians had carpet bombed Kiev in the manner in which knocking out universities, hospitals, displacing hundreds of thousands of people in a 24 hour period, if the government had turned off the electricity supply, the people in Gaza, now 50% of whom are children, have no electricity, hospitals can't function, whole areas have been knocked out in a consequence to this. And against that backdrop, the European institutions host a solemn moment 
to commemorate the Israeli victims of the Hamas attack. Now, we obviously stand and offer condolences to the Israeli civilian victims of the attack, but to not mention the Palestinian ones. And as the European Parliament president said, this is no time for whataboutism. This isn't whataboutism. It's the same conflict. The people in Palestine who are losing their lives now are also innocent civilians. And the fact that a minister, an Israeli minister, can call them human animals, that they can openly talk about violating international law, enforcing collective punishment, which is illegal. And not only does the international community not stop them, but America sends them arms to and moves their own ships into place to help them do it. And the European Union holds a sympathy thing for their victims, but ignores the victims that they are responsible for. Now, that is a position that is even worse it's to the far right of Israeli society. There are whole swathes of Israeli society who are calling for an end to the violations being carried out on Gaza. And the European Union isn't even doing that. It's an absolute travesty. We saw it with Ursula von der Leyen at the weekend overshooting the mark, uh, claiming that we stand with Israel now and into the future. What does that mean? Well, number one, she's no right to say that. She's an appointed bureaucrat. She's unelected. She doesn't formulate foreign policy of the European Union. She'd no right to say that. By staying, we stand by uh, Israel in now and for the future, knowing what way the response was, she was giving a license to Israel to violate international law and to target civilians in the way in which they did. It's it's absolutely scandalous. But... Let's just, you, as Claire said, to say that, oh, there's no room for whataboutism. This term has been used a lot in the last couple of years. Whataboutism, you're not allowed to put things in context. You're not allowed to look at where these problems come from. You're not allowed to look at the past. Everyone knows that we, know, we will not understand the present unless we actually understand the past. And we won't... We won't know where we're going we won't know how to deal with problems unless we take reckoning of the past and back in 1948 and this isn't what aboutism uh, this but not, back in 1948 uh, the israeli state was created on the back of a genocide and an ethnic cleansing of the palestinians 78 percent of historic palestine was taken by zionist militias they destroyed more than 530 Palestinian villages and killed 15,000 Palestinians in more than 70 massacres. 750,000 Palestinians were ethnically cleansed between 1947 and 1949 alone. Over the years, we have seen repeated attacks uh, by the Israeli Defence Forces um, against the people of Palestine. And... No one has been spared. The truth of the matter today in Gaza, it is an open-air prison. And the root cause of the violence that's occurring today is in the illegal occupation. There has been no real genuine effort by the US and EU to address the illegal occupation. There's been umpteen UN resolutions condemning the occupation and yet we have watched silently as Israel steals more and more land, implants settlers 
on that land and allows the settlers to engage in violence against the Palestinian people on a regular basis without holding them to account. Unless these problems are dealt with, the problems are not going to go away. Yeah, I think the whole way in which the narrative has been framed of do you condemn Hamas? Do you condone what they do? It's so unhelpful. It doesn't help clarify anything. The simple fact of the matter is that Hamas, a bit like the Mujahideen years ago, Hamas were originally funded by the state of Israel to cut across the radical left-wing communist and socialist opposition that was developing in Israeli society and Hamas were boosted as a counteraction to that and in some ways this is blowback uh, for that period but um, it's, it's, it's not about whether oh they're bad they're good the, the roots of this are very firmly so condemn and condone doesn't help to clarify anything um, you cannot understand what happened unless you take it in its context of this area being occupied territories, the rights of the people of Palestine being absolutely violated in full public view of the international community. They have sub been subjected to humiliation after humiliation. They've had a Palestinian authority, the PLO, all of whom have recognised Israel, all of whom tried to sort things out peacefully. All that was met with was further incursions into their land, more illegal settlements. The international community said, don't be bold, but we still called Israel our friend. 150,000 casualties in the last 15 years. We still patted Israel on the back. We still allowed them to carry on with impunity. And that is what the European Union has done by hoisting the flags, by lighting up the buildings, by having a ceremony out there, by all means commemorate the Israeli civilian victims of the last few days. But my God, if you do not commemorate the Palestinian ones as well, then you're complicit in what's happening. And that is the situation that the European Union finds it's in. And people in Ireland need to wake up to this. There's a lot of people in Ireland who think that the European Union is a liberal, rights-based, value-based organisation, what we've seen in the last few days gives a lie to that. Even the Commission and a number of member states saying that we're going to cut off humanitarian aid to a people who are under siege in breach violation of international law. Unbelievable. Yeah, the event today commemorating only one side is a real shock to the system. I mean, people need to remember that state violence is a daily fact of life for millions of Palestinians. This, they've suffered death, suffering death is the norm for them and very often it's unremarked upon and very often not even reported and we certainly don't project the Palestinian flag onto the commission building when Israel massacres hundreds of Palestinians nobody seems to care here when that happens we tell them with our words and actions really that their lives and their suffering do not matter to us and it's only when Israel comes under fire that European and American politicians sit up and take notice. So that's when we begin to uh, condemn violence. So, I mean, you, if you look, sit back and just look at, at the approach of Israel, not to talk about the support of the European Union, but Israel seems to be convinced that greater levels of violence will finally crush the Palestinians. But uh, there is no evidence uh, to that effect. Um, the terror that Israel inflicts on the Palestinians 
is inviting terror back. And that is, been, life has been like that for hundreds of years. If you terrorize a people, you can expect them to retaliate at some point. And people should remember as well that the people who, whose land uh, that the Israelis took back in 48, 49, these people haven't disappeared. They were displaced, right? But their kids and their grandkids and their great-grandkids are still alive today. And they might be spread around in ghettos and refugee camps across the Middle East region and over two million of them in a ghetto in Gaza, right? But they haven't gone away. And these people were thrown out of their homes. Their land was stolen. And they are not going away. And it is incredible that the international community has failed to address the issue in a good way because we are literally turning a blind eye to the persecution of the Palestinians on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, this is a watershed moment. We'll return to the prospects for what's going on, the danger of the... um, of the violence spreading into a regional conflict in the whole area and the destabilisation of that, the threat to Muslims everywhere. Um, we'll return to that in the coming days, but the people are awakening as we speak. There's a huge demonstration now in Brussels gathering to support the people of Gaza. Those marches are being replicated all over uh, the world. It's not going to go away. Um, and the European Union sadly has undermined its ability to intervene for good in this uh, scenario but we only hope that in the coming days that that situation will begin to change. We do think that they have overstepped the mark a bit and it's causing a lot of disquiet in here but we will return to that in the coming days. If Israel or if if the European Union is seriously concerned about the security and safety of all people in Israel and the Palestine region, then uh, the way forward is to end the occupation and to end apartheid and to end the suffering and give the Palestinians the justice they deserve. Security will not come from the barrel of a gun. It is injustice that is the cause of insecurity. If there's no justice, there'll be no peace.